listening to the Fantasy Alarm DFS NBA podcast with host John Pimba and James Grandey. What's going on, everybody? John and Pamela here with James Grande. This is the Fantasy Alarm NBA DFS podcast recording here for Monday's nine-game main slate. James, this is another slate here where uh, quite a few players are ruled out. Again, this has been a trend, not just because of COVID, but now we are really starting to play and wear down some of these top names. That often is creating some nice value and maybe some more clarity on must-haves and core plays, which is Always a nice thing, but as these days move on, the Chicago Bulls, as we talked about just before we jumped on air, they have, what, 11 players now in COVID protocols. It's kind of hitting the NBA. We had Charlotte still missing guys, though they are getting Terry Rozier for today's slate. So what was it? The other day, there was like 100 players out, I think, (laughs) or something like that. So yeah, these slates are, are becoming more interesting as the weeks move on. Yeah, man. And amidst all that, it's clear that COVID's here to stay, unfortunately, and hope all the NBA players are staying safe. All the hope all the athletes, hope everyone out there is staying safe, vaccinated or not, just protecting themselves. It's, it's going to be pretty wild what happens when Canada implements their yep. their no-go rule, basically. Yep. And those who aren't aware, to enter Canada, I think, what, the starting the 20th or something like that, in like a week or two, basically, you have to be fully vaccinated to enter. And to basically come back into the U.S., you have to be vaccinated. So teams will be going into Toronto and will not be able to play. I wonder if Toronto doesn't stay in Toronto for the during this time. Like, I wonder if they move them to Buffalo or move them to back to Florida or something like that. So players can play. I mean, that's, I don't, I haven't heard that's on the table, but I mean, like, you know, pretty big deal. If, if and, and there's what, I, the NBA is going to impose potential fines and suspensions yep. for those players missing those yep. games. I don't, I don't know how the players union agreed to that, but that's certainly something that's going to start being on the table here. Uh, New York City is implementing further yep. restrictions as well. As of today, I think. As- so, I mean, yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be pretty interesting to see how the league handles as these COVID protocols get implemented, as new variants come out and all these things. So the NBA uh, and sports in general are, are going to be quite interesting moving forward. Yeah, the NBA being the, the test subject here because it's we don't really we don't really need to worry about teams traveling to Canada for the NFL. But and it's like 99.9% sure. vaccination rate in the NHL and some of the players who weren't vaccinated, those teams just sent them to the minor leagues basically. So they wouldn't impact their team, which is kind of wild though. Today, the Calgary frame, Calgary, Calgary, (laughs) the flames had six people test positive for COVID. So, and that game got canceled. So who knows, right? It's kind of wild what's going on in the sport. Right. Right. Uh, Anyways, enough of me trying to pronounce hard words. Let's get to the NBA. And we'll talk about some players here that we should be building our lineups around. We'll start it off at the point guard position. Steph Curry is seven three-pointers away from tying Ray Allen for the all-time three-point record. He is on the road against the Pacers here. He is the top-priced guard uh, at 11,400. There are four players over $11,000 on this slate. Nikola Jokic is at 12K. So again, we'll talk about the spend-ups here. But top guys over 10K, just too active for this slate. We have Steph Curry, and we got Trey Young in another really great matchup here going up against Houston. Yeah, but Trey continues to be just a straight-up baller. And you and I have been talking about this for a little bit now. It's like we weren't paying this price for Trey. And then something switched where Trey Young became this, like, elite passer. Yeah. Um, and he is also like crashing the boards, like with like extreme consistency. And suddenly, John, 
three of the last five games, he has two plus steals. Like he's yeah. really just doing everything. So great pace up spot for Atlanta. Houston's still at the top of the league in terms of pace. So definitely going to go there. And Steph, I remember the other night he mentioned that he wasn't thinking about the three-point record. There's no way that you're telling me Steph Curry, two of the last three games, or two two straight games, rather, is nine of 31 from three and is not thinking about that record. Like, <laughs> I call BS. So The fact that he's um, seven three-pointers away from tying and he's got a few seven three-point made games in the last <laughs> five, you know, makes me think he realizes that it's in range tonight. So. Yeah. I think he'll his best days are past this record. Once he finally passes the record, I think that's when we're we're gonna get his best basketball. I don't know. Also, he shot the ball way better at home this year, John. Fifty or forty-five percent at home, forty on the road, forty-one percent from forty-two percent if you want to round up from three, thirty-eight on the road. So like maybe he doesn't get there tonight. Eleven four. I'd rather just save eleven hundred dollars in play trade. Yeah, I agree with you. Trey Young is where I, I would go as well. Going down into the next tier, we have Van Vliet at 9K. It's pricey for him. Going up against Sacramento. We also have on the opposite side of that matchup, we have Fox at 82. We got Paul at 83 against the Clippers. We know there's obviously a little bit of the revenge narrative in play. Garland is priced up to $8,200, but he keeps on um, playing pretty well as well. Uh, Lowry with no Butler against Cleveland. Where are we going in that 8K to 9K range? I think you can play Chris Paul, right? There, you mentioned there's a little revenge on our mind. There's possibly there, we know there's no Devin Booker. We know there's possibly no DeAndre. Ayton. So like, there's definitely a chance there. He only needed 30 minutes because they were well ahead of Boston. Shows you how good. Shows you how good Phoenix is or how bad Boston is in that. Yeah, really, no, they're not playing well. Jalen Brown um, back tonight, but they're not playing well. Well, they won by 20 without eight and Booker. Uh, didn't skip a beat with JaVale McGee uh, in the starting lineup. But Chris Paul's like, okay, 8,300. I don't love it. I think Garland is okay as well. Not a great spot, but he's gone for 50 a couple times in his last five games. Um, I think Lowry is the is where I would start. Three of the last four, five, he's gone for 44. More fantasy points. We have two straight double-doubles. He's really looking to set up his teammates. And again, you mentioned there's no Butler. There's no Bam. I mean... I think there's no Caleb Martin, right? Doesn't Caleb Martin uh, he, in the protocol? Yeah, he's he, in the protocol. So. Yeah, so he got knocked out of that the other day. So And he was balling. He had, so, like, they're down a bunch of guys. Markeith Morris still with the mystery uh, Nikola Jokic injury. So yeah. I think Lowry's a good spot. So I think that's where I would go in this next, in that tier of guys. Yeah, I like it. I don't know why Scotty Barnes has points. This <laughs> I just looked and laughed at the same thing as you were scrolling down. Like, I felt like we were just so in sync right there. Like, <laughs> my brain was laughing before you said it. Like, what the hell? I don't understand that one at all. All right, so next here then, I guess, if we're looking down, obviously with Tyus Jones, I think we can keep playing as, as long as everybody's going to be ruled out. The, the 35 minutes a night is giving you 25 to 35 fantasy points on, on a given night. So he's something that's certainly in range there. I don't, so I don't know if we can play Schroeder because Brown's back, but I also think Brown's going to be limited. So because that's kind of been the trend when he comes back from these injuries. So I wonder if, if at 6,300, Schroeder's still in play in this spot here. Yudoka um, said 30 minutes for Brown. That's what he, That's what they're capping him at. Yeah, Yudoka said 30 minutes was the cap. Okay. Interesting. Well, I and did you like, see the room? Well, did you see the rumors today about Schroeder as well? Yeah, they're that in track they're open. To, they're open. Yeah, I mean that was always like. The case, yeah, right? the one-year deal. Like the best and... contract in the NBA right now. So definitely an interesting thing because, like, are they gonna use him to like 
maximize their look at this point we know what Dennis Schroeder is right like he's so they probably don't need he's a score first guard so I mean yeah I I guess this is just a long process of of getting down to Jalen Brunson anyways so yeah it's a long yeah yeah it's just that was like the roundabout way to get to Jalen Brunson to just lock and load there yeah, right. And um, I'm a little shook, I guess, that Rozier is not point guard eligible. He's Yeah, he's like 72. Did we just skip him then? Yeah, what's your take? Okay. Okay. So, for just so we know, like these guys have been out for a while. Charlotte is way worse than everyone else defensively right now. Mm-hmm. They're just scoring a lot of points too, like that they're actually playing well. They're just giving up a ton. Like these box scores are What's your like what does Rozier do to everything? Like how does he mess this up? So, I don't think he messes too much up. I think you'll probably see Martin. Well, if they start Rozier, they probably put Martin back on the bench. But like we've talked about, he's missed so much time. Is Rozier going to play 35 minutes out of the gate? Probably. So maybe Booknight gets hurt because Rozier plays those minutes and Martin still plays 30 off the bench this time. Or they keep Martin in the starting lineup and they have Rozier off the bench for 20 to 25 minutes. So I don't, I'm probably not, he's not in my core lineup tonight. I would probably consider if I'm making. 10 i would put rosier in one or two of those because if all of a sudden he does play 35 minutes he's liable to take 25 shots so so that's something that's something to at least consider there but brunson of course at 5800 against Mm -hmm. charlotte monty morris i know it's a tough matchup against washington but i'll keep playing him he's playing really well right now as as well i've I've been touting rubio at his price tag i mean 5200 dollars still playing 23 24 25 minutes a night but he's kind of filling up the stat sheet he's giving you mid-20s in production so he's basically giving you the 5x that you're looking for and then armani brooks is the other lock and load play here he didn't even start the other day they started augustine just to troll and he still played 34 minutes and went for 36 fantasy points so uh 4800 armani brooks and and jalen brunson are probably like two core plays for today yeah, I always think of I always think back of like the Zaza Pachulia role when he used to start for Golden State. Like it was just like a facade. Like he just started just because they liked players coming off the bench. Yeah, it's more. like when the Hornets start Nick Richards and then Washington. Yeah, Pats, right. Right. Yeah, they don't need these guys are just they just like them better coming off the bench. Yeah. So Armani Brooks at forty eight, Brunson, where he is obviously a strong player. You can always throw someone like Melton in a lineup. Again, he didn't play well against uh, Houston, only 18 minutes, but he played 29, 25, 23, 26 all before then. So GBP dart option for you there. Anybody else, I guess for you, Gabe Vincent, actually, probably somebody else that we can take a look at. He played 31 minutes. He actually started, and I guess, I guess we can go back then because he started with Caleb Martin out. With Caleb Martin out. So Gabe Vincent at 4,200. Yeah, and you know what? Like, better than four for, like, four for nine isn't bad, but I, I would think with these guys out, Gabe Vincent, if he plays another 30 minutes, is taking double-digit shot attempts. Mm-hmm. It's like where he kind of probably, a fluky four steals will make it up for in the points category. So, yeah, I'm definitely down to go back to Gabe Vincent here. Yeah, they they actually kept Hero on the bench, which I thought was interesting for that. He's game. been better, but... It, like he's been way better this year off the bench. Like he's yeah, kind of struggled. Yeah, team flows better with him as their sixth man. So I don't see I don't see anyone else. If you want, like we could bring up the Clippers guys at shooting guard. Yeah, that's fine because we know. Well, Bob actually, is- I guess I guess we could say Reggie Jackson. Yeah. I just don't know. Is this game gonna be competitive? I don't know. Fair. If I mean in LA, I mean you you do think like they're if no Aiton, like are we fully expecting JaVale McGee to go like. He can, obviously, but, like, 
I just look at it. You take away Paul George from this team, and like, what's there, right? Marcus Morris is their best player, right? Well, we like, know. Well, we at least we'll know Reggie Jackson's gonna get up at least twenty shots in that regard. So, like, sure, yeah, because PG's doubtful to play. So, yeah, I mean, like, Man played a bunch of minutes. Kennard played a bunch of minutes. Morris is gonna play. Batum, I think, is questionable. Boston has actually been playing a bunch of minutes. Yeah, he has been playing. He, he's been playing. They like love this kid. Yeah, he lit up the Celtics. He he went for 39 fans. <laughs> I saw I saw all the tweets about Boston lighting up Boston. So he absolutely lit them up, shooting from three. There was some like very super sam- small sample size stat that went out the other day. It was like of play, uh, uh, it's like rookies with at least 23 point attempts, uh, three you know leading three point shooter, and it's, it's Boston. He's shooting 43% from three on 28 attempts this year. So like. Yeah, you know, super small sample size to make Boston look good, but a lot of that's all come over the last three games. Right. So right. he's getting more playing time. He's fine to roll. And this could be a game where either it blows up and he plays 30 minutes or it's competitive and he plays 20 to 25. So, and he's min, he's a min price shooting guard, small forward option play. So while we kind of went in reverse there, certainly somebody that you can consider. At the top, if it's Jalen Brown playing 30 minutes, would you pay 9,100 for him? No. It's been that's been like my firm answer, and I don't see myself changing until we're getting a full complement of minutes. I agree. And though he's been kind of wild at times, we're like missing long stretches, coming back and playing a lot, like he did with COVID. The hamstring bothers me. So we have that Ubre, of course, uh, eighty four hundred. He's the price is it keeps rising, but he keeps meeting that challenge. So I think it's something that you can at least put him in your lineup at the very least. He's not. I don't think he's gonna zero if, with Rozier back. So nope. you know, he should be fine. The Beal price keeps dropping, <laughs> but he's also not doing. He's, he's yeah. not doing it, dude. He's not doing it. We know Hero is fine off the bench there. Bane, of course, against Philadelphia at 66 is, is something that we can run back to. He keeps on shooting well as like pretty much one of the leading scorers there. What do you do with Karis Levert? Any interest in this one? He's been good, or he was good. Was good last, last couple game. games. The price is dumped, is dumped on. I mean, jumped on him rather. So just Golden State, like they're just they're a wagon. That they're like as impressive. And it, look, I don't think it's any coincidence that Draymond Green is getting all this hype for Defensive Player of the Year, and they're the best defensive team. And like we've heard Draymond talk about how he has the fuel, like he has the fire again, and now suddenly like they're the best defensive unit in basketball. W- Wiggins has been a baller, like. Curry's been like good defensively. Like I, I don't know. I don't love playing guys against Golden State, truthfully. Yeah, that's fair. As we're going down the list, uh, I didn't I, realize Barton was. You made a good call on the Montemoros. Barton questionable, and he yeah, missed he Saturday's play, he game. Even play the other day, yeah. So he, good call, good call on Montemoros, sir. Yeah, he's been balling out. Gary Trent, lock and load, six K. Just keep keep him at that price for me. Because yep. he just he just keeps on killing it. <laughs> Seth, I guess would you play Seth here at fifty seven? I would probably rather play Halliburton at the same price. Okay. Um, I know Halliburton wasn't great against Cleveland, but the game's probably 39, 51, 38, 32 fantasy points. Yeah. Guy can really just do it all. Toronto, um, not the best defensive team in basketball. Actually, they've been actually pretty good lately, but don't love, I don't think I love either of them, truthfully. I mean, no, Hardaway 54 against the Harper. Porter still playing a boatload of minutes. Eric Gordon's back. Those two guys face off against one another. Uh, can probably run either of them if you want at their prices. And then we we discussed Kennard and, and yep. Man and those guys. So Garrison Matthews finally had a let, da- let down game. Two for eight shooting from three, three for 10. But he still played 
27 minutes there against against Memphis, and it's another matchup against Atlanta where he's probably going to play close to 30 minutes here. So you can always consider Garrison Matthews on draft camp. And John Duncan Robinson on the road, saying what he did. But yeah, yeah, I could we could have had good games against their G League squad against Chicago. 10, 10. <laughs> 10 COVID, uh, well, I guess nine, sorry, at the start of that game. But yeah, I know. I agree. I'm just saying, Duncan Robinson on the road, nobody there, nobody active for them. And then, shame, your boy Terrence Davis back to 18 minutes, huh? So I, don't dirty. Know, so I don't know what happened in that game. That happened because he he had five fouls against Charlotte. So maybe it's fouls, but he had five fouls against Charlotte, but he didn't start that game either. And he still went for 38 fantasy points. And then he didn't start again against Cleveland. And he played 18. Like, how do you look at the production that he's giving you? And then they're like, nah, you're out now. So, like, yeah, he's probably far too much, but it's also a revenge game. So, like, I'm know. looking right now. He in the second quarter, he, he didn't check in, John, until the nine minute mark in the second quarter of the last game and only played five minutes. Yeah, they started Bagley, which I guess is good with, with Sean Holmes out. But then they just never utilized Terrence Davis at all. So you think this had something to do with the blowout? Because I'm like looking at the minutes, nobody played more than 27 minutes. That was the most anybody played. Yeah, but he also, I mean, he also had the five fouls too, so maybe that like yeah. impacted him. But yeah, it's too much of a risk right now. He would be a dark. He would just be a contrarian play for me because you just don't know. I mean, listen, he played 22 minutes against Charlotte. And he had 38 fantasy points, so he's not <laughs> a guy that like needs a ton of time to go off. But, you know, it's a little frustrating that he's, yeah. he's in or out. So if he's held this, if he starts, I would play him. And we'll know because it's a 7 o'clock start time. If he comes off the bench, I'm probably going to be out on him. So uh, we'll, we'll see we'll see how that whole thing plays out there. Any other shooting guards for you? We, again, we mentioned Boston already as a value play. I mean, like, I guess if uh, Barton is ruled out, I would look at Bones Island. Okay. 20, 24 minutes, 12 shots, 6 for 12, 16 actual, and 26 fantasy points um, against that used to be good Washington defense, and now they are 29th in defensive rating over the last two weeks. So I think Highland would be interesting to me. Over at the small forward position there, all the guys at the top are out. You know, on DraftKings at least, Luca, George is doubtful, Butler's out. You have Tatum with the returning Jalen Brown, so you kind of can't really go that direction anymore. We talk no Brown. We think Ubre is fine, which brings us basically down to this 8K range where you have Miles Bridges, you have Scotty Barnes, you got Hayward and Middleton. Where are we in this mid-range group of guys? There's three Charlotte players <laughs> with, with small forward eligibility in this grouping. Well, I mean, if you you could technically say four from 84 to 65 because Cody yeah. Martin's there lurking too. I mean, I think Cody Martin probably takes the biggest hit, but... He is in the rotation regardless. So, yeah. like, I think you could probably play all of them. I think Barnes against Sacramento is a great spot. Sacramento last two weeks, 25th in defensive rating. And over that time, they're second in pace, John. So, huge pace of spot for Toronto, who over the last two weeks, 29th. So, this is literally the second fastest team over the last two weeks versus the second slowest team. So, definitely a big bump to Toronto. Definitely a big bump to your boy, Gary Trent, who you mentioned earlier. So, I think Barnes who Van Vliet just came flat out the other night, was like, yo, this kid is going to be a superstar. I'm just trying to teach him the ways. So good guy to have in your corner, Van Vliet, very smart. So I think Barnes would be, I'm not, like, I know Middleton's been better. He's gone for 40 in three of his last five. I just He's a guy that does really well against Boston generally, so. Everyone does well against Boston. 
Just kidding. Son of a bitch. I, I still lean Barnes. I, I think Toronto missing guy, Milwaukee full strength, like, he, like, Middleton, he's good. He's a good player. He, I'm probably we'll, we'll say we'll say cash games. Middleton's a cash. cash game. Yeah, he's a cash game player. Um, I think Brooks falls into that category as well at 6,200. Cash for Dylan Brooks. Ugh. Yeah, man, he's been very consistent lately. Like he's he's just very like wild. Like he was thrown out of a game. He like goes into other teams' huddles and like there's always a chance he's gonna get in a fight because he's like, overly aggressive defensively and he shoots a lot and sometimes he's like four of twenty. Like I think he's I think that there is a lot of upside with Dylan Brooks. I definitely worry about his floor sometimes. Okay. All right. All right. It's fine. I think he is rather safe. We mentioned Harder and Hardaway. I played so when Jackson went out, I went hundred percent Kyle Anderson the other day and he balled. Uh against Houston. Thirty one minutes, thirty seven fantasy points at forty four hundred. Now he's fifty three. If he's not in the starting lineup, I'm not playing him. So we have to figure out if Jaron Jackson's going to play or not. He's still dealing with some knee issues. He's questionable. Uh, but if Kyle Anderson's in the starting lineup, he just does everything, right? Like, yeah. you know, he doesn't shoot a ton, but seven rebounds, four assists, a block, and three steals. Like, you give him 30 minutes, like, that's what he's going to give you. He had two blocks in 15 minutes and four assists, four, ste- four rebounds. In 19 minutes, he had two steals and five rebounds and six points. Like, he's a guy that in his minutes is always very productive generally, so – you're going to give him a bunch, then he's going to do a lot of unexciting, but enough fantasies production. So 5,300, if he starts, I buy in. I still like Gallinari, somebody that I've been talking up a lot. 4,900 still scoring for them off the bench, playing 24, 25 minutes. I think he's fine. We know we like Morris here. If uh, Paul George is out, even though, again, against Orlando, wasn't his best performance. It's kind of hard to just think that's going to be what continues. Right. Same thing on the other side of that matchup. Cam Johnson keeps playing 30 minutes, 4,600. They're just not touching his price tag. You can just keep running him yep. out there as well. Yeah, he's super good. He's like, I've been high on Cam Johnson yeah. for since he, he's just super good. He, he doesn't like do a ton, but he's a very consistent scorer given minutes and he's a good rebounder too. So I think Cam Johnson definitely, but I would like, if there's no, uh, no Paul George, Eileen Morris, if I just have 4,600 at my, like, forward spot, but I do think they're both in play. Yep. So Kuzma was out the other day. They started Denny. He only I, played 23 minutes, but it was, He's like, out again, by the way. He's... It was a 30-point blowout, though. So, like, I don't know if that had to do with Denny only playing 23 minutes. He got off to a really good start. He pretty much had that at halftime, what you're looking at. Four points, six rebounds. And two blocks, and then he never did anything again after that. Maybe a better, maybe a slightly better matchup against Denver. I don't know. Do you have any thoughts if he starts again at 3,500? Trying to look up the the game flow here as to why he only played 23 minutes. He, like, didn't play in the fourth quarter at all. Well, that's what I'm saying. They were down 30. So, like. There's a definite, a definite chance he's, like, approaches 30 minutes. Yeah, I guess 3,500. He's very good defensively, so, like, he can yeah. definitely provide us with a bunch he, of He'll give you stats. rebounds, defensive stats, and, so, and if, like, again, one of those guys that were, like, if he just hits a few shots, then, you know, he's... Everything, he's that's, five, the gravy. that's the gravy. That's the gravy. Right. So... Yeah. Okay. Let's see here. Anybody else that's small forward for you? No, we can move on. Okay. Power forward at the top, we got Giannis at 11-6 against Boston. Now, he didn't play in that first game against Boston, but I've always, on this podcast, you've heard me talk about it, he obliterates the Boston <laughs> Every single time. It wasn't last year. It was like two years ago. He averaged like 35 and 15 against Boston in like the three games that they faced each other. 
you know, Horford's back, obviously. They have Rob Williams, whatnot, but Giannis has been very good. So we can you can certainly go ahead and, and continue to run run that game. And of course, you all remember when Houston somehow managed to keep a game close the other day. <laughs> and he dropped 80 fantasy points on everybody's head. So that's good. Houston, you mean the team that had the the previous, the longest winning streak in the NBA not too long ago, seven games in a row? It's true. It's true there. What are we dealing with, Sabonis? Not paying. I know. Week. It's like, but like, don't you feel like that's in it, the bag? It, for, it feels, it like, feels it. like a trap, but it's in the bag for Bernay without. It, against Charlotte, yeah. no Luca. Like, I'm just going to save almost $2,000 by just playing Sabonis. I guess, like, if you wanted to be contrarian, you could play them both, right? Because they place one as the center. But I don't think I don't think I'm gonna go there. I think it's still a little too pricey for me. So, so if we're a believer in trends, this would this should be a down game for your boy Evan Mobley, who basically every other game is going for 20, 40, 20, 40, <laughs> 20, 40, 20, 40. He's 7100. He's this would be a range for him against Miami with no with no Bam. Do you do you like? <laughs> I'm serious. It actually is. If you do look at it, his box score, it is actually insane how like how ebb and flow it is. It's wild. Every other game is 25 <laughs> or 40. So. I mean, I think that he's going to have no problem here. I already went for nearly 50 against them. He's still too cheap. He does literally everything on the basketball floor. So yeah, I think we can go there as long as you believe this is will continue all year long. Yeah, and then after that, honestly, like it's all the value guys we talked about already. Maybe you can consider Aaron Gordon if Barton sits, but like again, we, we talked if Anderson. Obviously, I like Jaron Jackson if he starts, but mm-hmm. again, he's seventy three hundred. We like Porzingis. John Collins is seventy two. Mobley and Porzingis. So like, are you paying for that? Like, I don't think so. It's hard. To, it's, we're gonna just be locked into the chalk there with Chris Stapps. So now, yeah, you can play Chris Stapps at center, and you can play some of those guys at power forward also, or forward spot you're on FanDuel and and DraftKings you can fit all the you can fit like nine of those players into your lineup the way they have multi-position eligibility so but after that like I said it's value guys for me yep. I think Bagley if he starts again at 3,800 you just you can lock in there I know that he only played the 22 minutes but we talked about that matchup against Cleveland there's felt like it was a blowout issue going on there and then some of those guys didn't play it was also back-to-back for Bagley he played 27 minutes the night before so that could have had a little bit of an impact on him. So if he starts again, 3,800, I, I have a lot of interest there. I also think the same for Chris Boucher, uh, who played 27 minutes starting for Precious Achua. If he starts again against Sacramento in that matchup at $4,300, I really like him in this spot as well. I have no reason to think Boucher wouldn't, right? No Precious still. Precious, yeah, so Precious out. out. He should start. So. so. Yep, I agree. Yeah, I think both those guys are in play. And then I'll circle back to... Jay Crowder, if Aiton okay. sits, who Crowder's put up 27, 31, 35 fantasy points last three games. Yeah. I know he's not like consistent, but like they just, opportunity. Yeah, he'll have the opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, he can he's shooting a little bit more with these guys. Yeah, I listen, I like Crowder. Crowder once uh closed out a, a very good night for me on FanDuel like six years ago. So <laughs> John, what about one more guy? If PJ Washington doesn't play, JT Thor, does he interest you? Twenty uh, 3,600, played 20 minutes against Sacramento, 23 fantasy points, like any... So... Eh. Like, it's so Dallas, Dallas, the Dallas front court, man, is like that. That's where we yeah. make our... So the one thing about 
the last game against Washington uh, with Charlotte or the last yeah the last game for Charlotte not only were all the COVID guys out but Washington and Martin were both also both out because of just non-COVID related illnesses so I feel like that's why those guys got the well big Washington game. questionable right but if Martin is in like Nick like even Nick Richards was out the other day they literally had That's nobody fair. else to play so if like riches is out again and washington is out again i could give thor not on the injury report yeah okay. so i would give thor more of a look if one of those guys were out i mean he was already he was definitely playing minutes already like you see the 20 minutes there against philly but you know he only played the 28 because they they had literally nobody else book night actually had a, just an absolutely monster there he, he's 4400 so i'm not going to touch him anymore but he played 26 minutes there off the bench he had 38 fantasy points so Okay. Uh, so yeah, that was just all because they were missing like eight guys. They had people I didn't even know were in the NBA on their <laughs> roster. All right, close it out at center. You got Jokic against Washington at 12K. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Heisberg I mean, Dollar probably right. <laughs> yeah. And Gafford, this is going to get foul out. <laughs> yeah. So 12K them. We know uh, Embiid is someone that's always sort of in play. Memphis is Adams active. He was questionable. So if Steven Adams doesn't play, doubtful even. So. No Brandon Clark, Adams is doubtful, and Jackson is questionable. You could have him beat against, like, Killian Tillman. and, like... Yeah. Xavier Tillman Xavier played Till- 23 minutes. Killian Tilly played 17 minutes. Right. And so they have Embiid, that all- Embiid versus either of those two would be... be yeah, yeah. And he's 11K. You're saving $1,000 off of Jokic there. So definitely an appealing pivot. Off of off Jokic Wood against Atlanta at 93, I think is an interesting spot there. No Capella to me. We're getting there with Christian Wood. Okay. Like good production, and I know there's like that boom game, and I know there's no Kevin Porter and stuff, but price tag feels a little Sabonisy to me. Okay. Are we still in on Jared Allen? Mr. 40 plus. Yep. How do you feel about the price tag? 86 is not cheap. Yeah, it's getting there. He was 83 the other day, but. You know, it's... I think he's fine for cash, but like, if Capel's gonna give me 34 minutes for $800 cheaper and give me 40 plus fantasy points, I'd probably go there. Okay. But also can't rely on 34 minutes from Capella. But revenge spot. I was gonna say it's a revenge game though, James. No, I like Capella as well. It is it, the way. So here's the thing, and, and I know he's not a huge offensive player, but the way that Trey Young is passing. Right. Makes me feel good here. So I'll, I'll run Capella with you. Portis against Boston, I'm in on uh, as well. It's, you know, 72 is high, but I mean, I think this is going to be a competitive game. So. 40 fantasy points over his last six games. What I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I keep saying Miles Turner at 66K. He keeps kind of coming through. I know Golden State's a good defensive team, but he's 63. Someone that we can certainly look at. Deadman had a career night the other night. Uh, I didn't play him. But at 4,500, he went for 44 fantasy points. They, they need size against Cleveland, so I assume right. Edmonds going to be out there for a lot of this game. Uh, would you consider him? Yeah, I'd consider him. I don't think 5K is like I don't think 5K is like too steep. I just obviously with Edmonds, it's like you worry that like the minutes are going to creep up on him, and I think Spolstra's probably realized that. But all, the Milwaukee game, leave the Milwaukee game out. Two two blowouts in a row, and he plays low 20s, and then in a close game where he's playing well, he plays 30. So if this is a competitive game, he should probably be closer to 30 minutes, and I think you have a good chance to exceed 5x there. Yep. And then, of course, if Aiden gets ruled out, something that we're not going to unfortunately know. Well, we may not know. The NBA has actually been pretty good ruling a lot. They of have been good. They have been good this year. But if Aiden is out, we, we run back to McGee at 4K. We sprint. Play. We Forrest Gump. 
our way back to McGee. We sprint that the meme where he's we're we're Forrest Gumping back to McGee. I know it's JaVale McGee and like probably gonna let us down and all that, but like it's a good matchup. <laughs> it's a good matchup. It is. Yeah. It's a good matchup, man. came back, and now they're only playing in like seven minutes, so they realize that he's probably washed. John, did you see? I I wanted to ask you this. Did you see? And I don't know what our boy, and we love this guy, former Celtic great for about two days in a trade earlier this year. Moses Brown. He got twenty minutes against OKC. Fifteen six two and one. For 27 fantasy points? Yeah, it was a 20-point 20, 20 blowout, though. That's fair. I'm going to look because, I mean, they don't have answers at center. Like, they're horrible at center. So Moses Brown played – I'm looking for Moses Brown. He played about five, six – he played 12 first-half minutes or so. And then, yeah, he closed the game the last seven minutes and played like a four-minute stint in the third. So. Maybe you're right, but something to maybe monitor moving forward because Moses Brown starts getting some minutes. We're going to be rostering him a couple times. Yeah. So it's also a revenge game for him. Also a revenge narrative. Like, why did you trade me to Boston who then traded me again? But yeah. Why did you give me the bag after my big game and then never never play me again? The the funny thing about that that quote-unquote bag was like he got like five years for like $12 million. Yeah, I know. It was like something like absurd, which obviously I'm not going to ever – scoff at 12 million dollars because that's 12 million dollars i don't have but like marcus cousins what are we what are we doing al prince and goon oh i know he had a get i'm I'm happy you asked this is like in the bag like he's in his bag i wish they would just just play him more what are we what are you not playing there's no reason there's no reason to not give minutes i mean you can't honestly play him because he's only playing 15 minutes i just wanted to point out that he he had a ceiling game and this is like more than has a ceiling game and because he's such a monster fancy point per minute guy his price went up 700 dollars, even though he's only played over 20 minutes once in his last nine <laughs> games but they're like you know what this guy has 40 in the bag possibly so let's so let's not give him out for free again you can't do it but like another guy like kind of like moses keep him on the radar yep with you on that one all right so that wraps up our look here on monday's nine game slate a full day of content coming out for you all get us in discord get us on twitter for now we'll catch you guys later